0: This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and SiriusXM channel 371.
1: Packer and Durham, pre power hour is upon us. Two hours to Italy. Oh, no, no. Like, we're longer than that. Like, see, I, won't wor- I won't worry about that till to- tonight. just want I deal with that.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take you back in the Wayback Machine. The late Warren Oates, who was a terrific actor, played Sergeant Hulka in the movie Stripes. Welcome to Italy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John Candy. John Candy. Bill Murray. Harold Ramos. Yeah. That, was, that wasn't bad. Francis. Francis. Hey, Lady,
2: you call me Francis. Italy.
1: All, All right. I know is there's a reason people don't I ain't back and work for him. Tr- I'm still trying to translate Jimbo Fisher from yesterday. <laughs> That's good.
2: It's, got some of that Fairmont West Virginia. Anyway. I
1: will speak fluent Italian before I figure out what Jimbo was. All right.
2: Let's get to the baseball. Uh, we got division things to work out here. Um, Here's the scoreboard from last night. Some
1: walk-offs and crazy ninth-inning stuff going on. Tell you what, we
2: had at uh, English Field last night in Blacksburg. Rockets. 11 home runs in the game. Only 11. 11 home runs. Where's the pitching late in the year? Virginia Tech hit six. Duke hit five. Uh, (laughs) Virginia Tech hit three home runs in a six-run fifth. The Hokies fell behind, but. Uh trailed by four runs entering the bottom of the fifth and then rallied out scored Duke 10-2 to win the game 15-11. How about that? All right. That's game, that's one of the games of interest. Okay. Uh late start last night in Louisville. They didn't get started till almost nine o'clock. The cards end up winning. They beat Virginia. Louisville wins four to one last night. Uh there was inclement weather. They started at 850, four hits. Scattered by Virginia last night against Louisville's pitching.
1: Did uh, did you see what happened in yes. the Virginia team yes. bus Louisville? Yes, I did. The graffiti?
2: Yes. Like, what, what was going on? There? Looked like street graffiti. Nothing, I mean, it wasn't like, it was just street graffiti on the side of the Virginia well, team bus outside the hotel.
1: Well, what, what are we doing there? Security? I, we got anything <laughs> going on there? We just got guys just, hey, I got some spray cans. Let's go see no, the Virginia I, team bus. What are we doing?
2: There are street graffiti artists in a lot of metropolitan cities. So there you go. <laughs> Look, we heard a lot about Virginia and Louisville this week. I, I know. Virginia I
1: Louisville know. this week had, I, was a thing on our I show. It became a thing.
2: So uh, Georgia Tech got a walk-off win last night at Pittsburgh at Charles Cosfield, but it was not Kevin Parada. Nope. Andrew Jenkins hit a uh, first-pitch solo home run in the ninth.
1: Top of the ninth. uh,
2: Or top of the ninth, rather, to uh, beat Pittsburgh. Wasn't really a walk-off. No, it wasn't a walk-off. It was a walk-off to the win, but they had to still play the bottom of the ninth and get three outs. 8-7 the final there. Georgia Tech has 102 home runs on the year. It's the most since 122 in 2010. They've hit nine home runs in the last three games. That would be Akron, Kent, and game one last night against Pittsburgh.
1: And why was that important? Because Georgia Tech, if you remember the D1 bracketology, Field of sixty four, Georgia Tech and Clemson are two of the last four in the tournament. Right. Wake Forest is the one of the first four out. That's why these games are all very, very all right. important. Uh Alberto Osuna. Of North Carolina.
2: And he we walked it. We appreciate the social media updates from yesterday. Everybody telling us about Alberto
1: Osuna. He added two to the list in the home run department.
2: He hit a three-run homer in the bottom of the ninth to lift Carolina to a 7-5 win last night over Florida State.
1: He's got 18 now.
2: Yeah. Give the Tar Heels their ninth win in their last 11 games. Scott Forbes' team is making a push here late. Uh, now, Clemson hung 15 on Boston College at Doug Kingsmore. Uh, Mac Anglin went seven innings. Guess what else happened last night? Big Max hit another. Took the took the home run lead. Yep, sure did. Got twenty five of them. Yep. So Kevin Parada did not hit a home run last night. Max Wagner did. He breaks the tie. So that puts the Clemson slugger in first place on the home run list last night. Wake Forest beat NC State eight to two. Rhett Louder, Albemarle, North Carolina. I'm being told. Um, the uh, big win last night for uh, Wake Forest. I got a nice tweet here.
1: Uh, well, that's a really important win for yeah. Wake. I mean, again, like Wake, Georgia Tech, Clemson this weekend would love to yeah. sweep because they really need to pack up that uh, RPI and help the resume a little bit.
2: Uh, Christy Small says, complete game, 87 pitches, 8-2 win. He's 10-3 and on the year, and he's from Albemarle. So is hey Woody. So, Tommy White goes yard. Tommy White did go yard in the Breaks the, the rookie
1: record in the ACC.
2: Uh, Notre Dame fell at Miami last night, 6-4. to four. Irish had the lead in the fourth. The Canes got six unanswered to take control of the ball game.
1: Why is that important? Because Miami and Notre Dame heading into the game both led their respective divisions. That's Miami it. still and Virginia Tech have nine losses in conference play. Canes yep. have more wins from a coastal perspective. On the Atlantic side, kept telling you, Louisville in that tie – they're now 17-10-1. and 1. Notre Dame is 15-10. and 10.
2: Uh, Don't forget, all of this is leading to the Atlantic Coast Conference Baseball Championship, which starts Tuesday at Truist Park here in uptown Charlotte. Uh, I would tell you, go to theacc.com, by the way, for details on how you can be part of that tournament if you're going to be in the area. There'll be great ball games starting on Tuesday and running through Sunday's championship game. By the way, there's some really cool promotions also being offered at Truist Park for fans who attend the uh, ACC tournament.
1: Well, we just rattled through scores and guys going yard. And I've been to the ballpark. It's great. I can't emphasize it enough. It's right there in the middle of uptown Charlotte. Great views. There's not a bad seat in the house. Mm -hmm. And when you have six ACC teams ranked in the top 20, and from an individual standpoint, in that park, the way the guys are raking in this league, I'm telling you, If you love baseball and if you're in the neighborhood, go check it out because you're going to see some great baseball. And there could be some crazy scores Mm -hmm. in that tournament next week.
2: Um, All right, let's give you a quick look at the standings, and then we will dive into one stat per game for softball. Uh, Here's a look at the updated stuff. (laughs)
1: That's why that was a big deal last night. Notre Dame loses, Louisville wins, and look how that thing flip-flopped. And now it looks like Louisville's in a great spot. Yeah, with two to play. Especially Notre Dame on the road at Miami, who's been playing lights out. And you see Florida State and NC State closing right behind. So that's the Atlantic Division. Tough loss last night for Florida State. Now you go back, hey, you hold on and win in the bottom of the ninth. Again, biggest word in sports is if. You're sitting here at 16 and 12. It looks really different heading into the weekend.
2: Does indeed. Let's go to the uh, Coastal Division side of the house, and now Miami with uh, two full games in the win column over Virginia Tech. And, of course, Virginia taking that loss last night at Louisville.
1: Yeah, but the Hokies have Duke. That's probably uh-huh. in a lot of trouble in terms of trying to make the ACC tournament. And if Miami's got Notre Dame, we could flat out play. Yep. No, you go LL and the Hokies go WW, I'm just saying, yep. crazy stuff happens, man. As we said, Georgia Tech helped themselves big time yeah. last night. Georgia Tech, already. Clemson, and um, and Wake are the three I would really pay attention to mm-hmm. today and tomorrow as far as scores, as far as right. the NCAA tournament seedings go. Uh,
2: let's check uh, softball for you. We've got that. Um, big day and, today. Oh, boy. Tell the truth there, right? Um, we start at noon at Clemson. At uh, McWhorter Stadium, where the uh, Tigers will get going against UNC Wilmington, the number ten national seed. And Clemson has outscored opponents two sixty three to one thirty one this year. John Ritman coming up in case you missed it. Um, just a just a phenomenal season again, and a team that has stuck with it in the three years of existence to uh, really develop this national seed. So excited to see the Tigers! Get a chance to host. Uh, The regional appearance um, is – let me go to Virginia Tech first here because Virginia Tech's Emma Limley is averaging 11.4 strikeouts per game, per seven innings, which is fourth nationally. You'll hear from her coming up in our visit from earlier in the week in case you missed it. Uh, She and Keely Rochard – there's Emma – Sutting down Valerie Cagle, I think. Uh, The idea about Emma Limley is this one-two of Rashard and Limley. Pack, every time I turn on a softball game and I hear somebody's got two pitchers, they're usually a pretty good team. You got one, you got a chance. But if you got two, you got a real chance.
1: Wes, there's a reason they were 21-2 and in conference play in the regular season. And there's a reason they were the top seed going to the ACC tournament. There's a reason they're the number three national seed. I mean, this is a really talented team that I expect to get to Oklahoma City. Uh, Georgia Tech, by the way, is going back
2: to a regional for the first time in uh, a decade. It's their first under Aileen Morales as a head coach. She was an assistant coach when the Jackets went back the last time. In fact, Georgia Tech went to three straight NCAA regionals from 2010 to 2012 and actually had a super regional appearance in 2009 when Morales was a student assistant. Terrific coach, done a good job bringing Georgia Tech back to this stage. So our congratulations to uh, Aileen and and her group.
1: So So that one of six that have moved on.
2: Uh, Notre Dame is hitting three ten in pinch hit appearances this year. 26 for 84. Uh, Irish, another at-large team in the tournament this year. Had a good run, by the way, in Pittsburgh last week. In the ACC tournament. So looking forward to seeing Notre Dame. Uh, They're holding opponents to a 113 average. By the way, opponents are just 6 of 53 in pinch hit.
1: Why, it's Notre Dame. Did they win a game in the ACC tournament? They got knocked out, didn't they? Yeah, Clemson beat them.
2: Yeah. So uh, eight of Duke's full-time hitters are hitting over 300 as Marissa Young's team heads to uh, the NCAAs. They're hosting as well. They'll get UMBC as the 12 seed nationally.
1: Kind of curious to see what the crowds are going to be like for Duke, Virginia Tech, and Clemson being a first time. You know, everything's brand spanking new when you start getting get to this stage and you get a chance to host. Yeah. I suspect the crowds are going to be un- unbelievable. There you go. Don't you? I think so. Even with school
2: out and things like that, I still think it works where they get good crowds. Yeah. These teams have built some momentum as the season goes There's on. There's no sure.
1: doubt. I and mean, here's Duke. I mean, listen, they won the ACC championship last year. Mm-hmm um i i I gotta figure assuming the weather's gonna be good it's only supposed to be 90 around here over the weekend um what i hear Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i heard it's gonna be hot here yeah yeah but i gotta figure that the amalfi
2: coast it may be just fabulous but it's gonna be hot here well i
1: I don't know about the amalfi coast it's gonna be 55 in switzerland on monday i can tell you that um but I got to figure those three in particular, Virginia Tech, Duke, and Clemson, hosting for the very first time Right. as quick as softball goes. I mean, it's a two-hour game. You're in, out, and gone. Uh, and the ladies, man, they got people fired up. It's a great TV sport. Hmm. We know about Virginia Tech and yep. Florida State winning two, three national seeds. Clemson's a 10, Duke's a 12. I got to figure the fan bases will be going bonkers this weekend.
2: Uh, Florida State is our last one stat per game. They are 33-0. and
1: in non-conference games. I'd sense that's pretty good. Tell me. And Lonnie plays people. I mean, they're not jumping on roast beef AM and m smacking them around over the weekend. I mean, they're jumping on people with a number beside their name, too. Yep. Yep. Got a lot of talent. A lot of Seminoles. momentum with that
2: ACC championship. That's exactly right. Uh, so congratulations to all those ACC teams. Softball regionals start at noon from Clemson right here on ACC Network. All right, when we come back, more softball. Kaylee Harding will be here. Emma Limley will be here. And Clemson head coach John Rittman when Packer and Durham continues on a Friday on ACC Network. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. You're working on over there.
1: I, I, I'm working. I'm working on reason people. Reason people don't. I ain't back and work for them. <laughs> don't want to be associated with them. He so says, "When you walk on water, I guess it don't matter." I'm still trying to do the translation. <laughs> what a clown show that was!
2: All right, let's get to the. In case you missed it, Brittany McKinney coming up in about uh, 12 minutes on this program. We'll get full previews of what's ahead in softball. Uh, let's
1: get to the calls. Maybe this next caller can straighten out the translation.
2: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Robin, the Duke fan.
3: Hey, good morning, Robin. Ah, Hey, back. Hey, Wes. How the heck are you, buddy? You taking good care of yourself?
2: I'm doing all I can, Robin. I'm holding on for dear life right now, to be honest with you. Trying to get my man out the door on an Italian vacation.
3: I heard that I did. I know that's exactly right. But I did want to say one thing to you, Pac. I'm awful sorry about your mother. Me and my wife both prayed for you and your family, and I hope everything gets along good. I just want to let you know one thing. Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And He just, appreciate I just hold that right there in my chest. He just talks to me every night. But anyway, I just wanted to much. say, hey, Pac. Hey, no problem, brother. Just want to let you know, we still think about you. Um, uh, me going to, uh, Italy pack, I gotta ask you something. I wonder how my translation would be, uh, how I could find people, you know, one of the next best thing to me over in, uh, Italy is probably French bread. But anyway, <laughs> French I'm just going exactly How, ta- right. How about an Italian
1: hey. loaf instead of French bread?
3: <laughs> yeah, with one of my juicy steaks on it. That's exactly right. But I'm just curious ah, about it. it. Uh, no, that's right, buddy. Hey, you know what? My communication will be great. I would just tell them, say, hey, guys, I'm just from, you know, I'm just the just, just south of, uh, you know, Rome. They say, you are? I say, yeah, a Rome, Georgia. I can't, but, you know, <laughs> the south of Rome. As far as we'll be talking life, about people who's
2: south of Rome, Georgia, man, that's where I live.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. They got some fine people over there too, 80 West. But yep. um, I right. just want to say, hey guys, about yep. baseball. Yep. Uh, I'm looking forward for my good softball team. I'm glad to see that you know they got a regional over there in Durham for the women's softball. But the baseball, West and Pack, uh, I guess. Duke is on the outside looking in. Is that would be right? Uh, I don't. Yes, think that would be right. Probably goodness. Um I hate to see that they probably would not going to be able to make it this year for the ACC tournament. Would you say so?
1: I think that's very accurate uh, yeah. at this point in time. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they had to have a Whoops. miracle. Yeah. You know, they would. Robin they would have to have a miracle. Yeah.
2: I cannot tell you what a pleasure it is to hear from you.
3: It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Just sorry I hadn't been able to call in much. i just been working a lot uh, I... early in the mornings and the nights. And yeah. uh, so good to get back out on the road. But anyway, hey, guys, it's great to hear from you back. Have a safe trip, buddy. Get back safe and sound.
1: You got it. Always a pleasure. Stay good. Stay healthy.
2: Thanks, Robin. All right. Sorry, I didn't get a chance to ask about Caleb Love hitting that shot. Anyway, when we... (laughs) Oh, that's cold. (laughs) All right, in case you missed it. That was cold. Emma Limley, John Ripman, Kaylee Harding joined us earlier this week. Uh, We're talking about getting ready for the softball season.
4: Keely has been one of the best mentors I could have asked for. Um, She's like a big sister. Um, You know, we call her mom because she just shows us so much guidance, uh, especially as a, you know, a young freshman pitcher coming in. Um, She's just, you know, showed me the way throughout the fall and throughout this season, Um, you know, just showing me, you know, how to handle tough situations. Um, So I think she's been a really good mentor in helping me to prepare, you know, to hopefully fill her shoes next year.
1: Mm. Emma, every uh, Virginia Tech softball player that we've had on the show this year, it's been really intriguing from my perspective to watch the demeanor of the answers to questions. And it's not a cockiness, but there's a sense of, hey, we know what we're supposed to do. And if we go execute, we're going to go take care of business. Uh, I'm curious from your perspective, being a freshman and talking about a year ago, what you were doing versus where you find yourself now. How soon did you get a sense being on campus and making that tough transition from high school to college and feeling like you're accepted and you belong? Did you get a sense with this team that guess what? We belong as far as the national perspective goes.
4: Mm -hmm. You know, we had um, meetings at the beginning of the year, just kind of like team meetings to kind of set expectations for where we want to be this season And um, I think just, you know, from even the first week of practices, just seeing how uh, the team interacts with each other and um, seeing, you know, just how much attention to detail and how much work they put into practice. um, I think I picked up on that, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, It kind of gave me a good look to see or gave me a good look to know that, uh, you know, they take the game very seriously. And so I think that really helped me to kind of know that, okay, I need to, you know, turn on this switch now, and I'm at the big levels now, so yeah. Hmm.
2: Do you or Keeley ever grab a bat and um, step in the actually, box? Actually, and...
4: in practice, in practice two days ago, they let us take some batting
2: practice. And? So
4: every, every, every now and then, they let us grab a bat and take a few swings in practice.
2: Okay, so, <laughs> and?
4: Uh, Comedy Gina or? did hit what? Keely did hit one out the other day. I got two to the fence, but I guess I got a little bit of warning track power going on. But
1: Keely hit
2: one out.
4: Yeah, Keely did hit one out the other day. That'd
1: be awesome to see. Hey, hey, Mama, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Mama? You can't go yard. Forget what are you talking about? And hey, keep that arm sharp. Hey, you what your dugout? Had a group, right? I was—I saw people dancing. I was like, "Man, what well, these Florida State ladies now—they're rocking and rolling, man! What's going on in the dugout? Holy mackerel! The dance moves and everything else going on—it's almost like a softball game was going to get in the way."
4: Oh yeah, we have fun. We have fun here. Um, I could definitely say that. My—it's actually my roommate, my roommate um, Dion Riggs. She's great. She has so much fun on and off the field. She's. She's showing her dance moves, which she shows here all the time. So we love it. Um, The whole team just loves to have fun.
1: Kelly, it looked like she got surprised. I, I couldn't tell, but it, it looked like she caught herself afterwards and she was pointing to the camera thinking, oh, no, this, this is being recorded. And I mean, I, I almost watched it five or ten times just laughing because, you know, sometimes, you know, we all do stupid stuff. We're cutting up and you're hoping nobody else is watching you. But it was like everybody was watching, but she was getting down now. She was, doing, she was having a blast.
4: No, she was. She does that stuff all the time, but we finally caught her on camera, so it was
1: great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Kaylee, I'm going to ask you to prospect here. Uh, you know, this is a league that is kind of setting some bars here for the first time. I mean, you've got Virginia Tech, Clemson, and Duke are going to host for the first time. You guys are a standard. Uh, these other teams have done a terrific job of trying to match what you guys have had. Georgia Tech goes back for the first time in a decade, and Notre Dame's in this event. How do you think this league is going to do in the NCAA tournament?
4: Um, I definitely think the ACC is going to make a great run. I mean, Virginia Tech's a great team, Clemson, everybody else. Like, the ACC is growing, and the ACC is growing rapidly.
2: We think this is as good as it's gotten in softball. I mean, you're looking at six teams in the tournament. You're looking at, what, four national seeds here. Uh, Are we kidding ourselves here, or or is this the sport that is on the rise nationally in terms of uh, maybe our expectations?
0: There's no question. I think the ACC, um, especially this year from top to bottom, uh, is an extremely difficult conference. Um, I think if you look at the RPI numbers – uh, it's it's proof that, that this is one of the top conferences in the country, if not the top conference. And, you know, certainly we, we have something to prove in postseason and, and getting more than one team to the World Series. But, uh, you know, when you look at the strength of our schedule and, and who the teams in our conferences are playing, we've upped the ante. And uh, we've competed at the national level. We, we've, uh, you know, been on TV a ton. You know, the ACC network, you, you, you don't know how much that's helped uh, – softball grow in, in our conference. It's, it's huge. You know, just the fact that, you know, I'm on this show this morning. There's a lot of conferences that don't have this, this opportunity. And, and so that's great for us in our conference. But uh, really, you know, from top to bottom, there's not a weekend that you can take off in our conference. And, and uh, you know, we, we beat each other up a lot. And now it's time to go out and beat somebody else up.
2: Have you had a chance to pause and just think, hey, you know, four years ago, we were just kind of stacking bats and looking for a budget. <laughs> I mean, you know, right?
0: There's no question. You know, one of one of the baseball coaches, Coach LaCroix, texted us the yeah. other day and is like, hey, feels like just yesterday you had like seven players on the turf field practicing for a year without a game. You know, you guys have done a terrific job. And it yeah. gives us time to reflect and see how far we've come in a short amount of time and you know, those are those are memories that, that we will cherish forever and how we built this program and kind of started with uh nothing and, and here we are now with all the blue bloods of, of college softball.
1: Uh, By the way, have you gotten phone calls about hey coach, I could use two for Friday night. Oh or, yeah, I mean, yeah. Come how, on. Many, how many of those oh, Graham Neff's already talking about adding on to the stadium? I mean, we're just getting this thing started. I I gotta figure that the request for tickets this week is through the roof.
0: It's crazy. It's um you know honestly it's been a little bit of a distraction through the whole entire year is trying to get tickets to softball and uh you know certainly it's it's a nice problem to have, have you know as a as a business person you think supply and demand and and all of those things that go into it um but it is it's a it's i guess it's a nice problem to have but as a coach in our program, we're so appreciative of our fans. You know, we've we played in some venues where there's, you know, 100, 150 people and that's it. You know, so to come here and play in front of our home fans, they, they provide such an electric atmosphere. It's, it's special. And I know that our players and coaches will, you know, it'll be in, in our memories forever. Uh, kind of the run that we've had here. And, you know, hopefully in the future we get the seating stuff figured out so we're not turning people away.
2: You know, John, I sit every morning in this basement with one of the most powerful Clemson alums on the planet.
0: Let's get him going. We need to, we need to See, put pressure I, you on You know people. what?
2: See, that's exactly right, John. That's my thought. In fact, <laughs> last week when I sat between he and Graham Neff, I thought somebody here is missing a tremendous <laughs> opportunity to expand McWhorter Stadium to have the Packer <laughs> Grandstand. I, You know, look. We got some things going on, but I mean you know. Let me tell you something. What more marketing does he need in life, right, John?
1: <laughs> Let me tell you something, Coach. If there's not a giant smoker attached to it, you got no chance.
0: I <laughs> got no chance. Well, Mark, you need to get down here in politics a little bit for us, and uh, you know, talk to the big wigs, and let's get this done.
2: John, here's the thing. You're going to have to win for about two more weeks. Because my okay. man is going to Italy on Saturday morning. So you're going to need to advance this thing potentially to Oklahoma City. That's it. To get the big man to uh, come out there to, uh, you know, World Series Stadium and, uh, and get the, uh, get that, you know, completion expansion done, if you know what I mean. Okay? Yes, sir. Well, that's right. the
0: plan. And uh, have some fun in Italy. I know it's great food and good wine, so I'm sure you'll you'll enjoy.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, Ripman's ready for you in Oklahoma City. I I think you come back from Italy and go to Oklahoma City. I like the way this works.
1: I will go wherever ESPN says I should go. Almost. I just want to see you fill out another expense report. I knocked that out, by the way. (laughs) Concur had no problems with it. Already approved by Aaron Katzman. How about that? Done. Way to go.
2: Uh, When we come back, Brittany McKinney uh i I hope we did not get britney i mean she lives in arizona i don't think she's out in arizona i hope this is like normal working hours for britney we're going to check on these softball regionals get her thoughts and kind of a fan's guide to what we need to pay attention to next on packer and durham
3: packer and durham all
1: right next guest We've got to give her props right out of the gate. Let's bring on uh, Brittany McKinney. Uh, Brittany, first of all, always great having you back on the show. Uh, before we start talking about the NCAA day in front of everyone, props to you. Because the last time you were on the show, I asked you, all right, ACC tournament's coming up. we got all these great teams, five ranked in the top 20 Who do you like? And you said, you know what? Something tells me that number three seed Florida State is still going to be a tough out. And you were right on the money. So congrats on that pick.
5: Well, thank you. If you weren't going to, if you didn't remember, I was going to be sure to remind you of that today.
1: Oh No, 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 no. Listen, (laughs) I I make great notes after the show and I put that one in ink and circled it. And I said, you know what? We will get back to that one. And as I watched uh, Florida State rally past Duke and then rally past Clemson in the championship game, I said, oh, Brittany, now she knows the game now. She knows what she's talking about. So with that said, <laughs> uh, what about momentum from a conference tournament for some that have it and for some that didn't get it? Does it matter now that we move forward to the NCAA tournament? How big a deal is that? Oh,
5: yeah, I, I think I think Clemson and Florida State are the two hot teams coming out of ACC going into NCAAs. The performance in the conference championship. I mean, both those teams are swinging the bat well, pitching, pitching well, playing great defense, and I mean, they were fighting hard the whole the whole time. And I think you, that just rolls right into in, into NCAA's. You know, have that week of practice before then to the selection show, and then you know, you're just in a good place mentally coming after off of a good tournament like that.
2: Brittany, the uh, the part for me, Clemson and Florida State are kind of like the known commodities. You're in Durham for where Duke. Uh, host for the first time. Virginia Tech and Clemson are also doing that. But here's Marissa Young's team. You know that it didn't work out last week in Pittsburgh. Uh, they were the defending champions. It's a pretty good team, but I'm not quite sure in the bigger picture. They have they got the momentum you would hope going to postseason. You know they've
5: they've dealt with a ton of injuries this year. Their their number two pitcher that. Over 100 innings pitched last year's pitched 18 this year, is not going to be available this postseason due to injury. I mean, they've, they've, every, about everybody in their lineup has dealt with something this year, but I think they're all, you know, healthy at this point. Uh, Peyton St. George in the circle is doing well. And one thing that didn't falter at all year, all year long was their offense. I mean, they're the number one offense in the ACC. So, you know, I really like their consistency at the plate, even though they were missing some players throughout the year. Everybody in that lineup can swing it. And, you know, when you go into postseason, sometimes it's hard to string a bunch of hits together against good pitching. And it, sometimes it just takes that one long ball, you know, to change a game. And I think Duke can do that. And I think they're feeling pretty good.
1: Brittany, I mentioned to Wes about 20 minutes ago, uh, I'm kind of curious to see what those three schools, Duke, Clemson, Virginia Tech, what it looks like. Because yeah. they get a chance to host for the very first time ever – and as hot as this sport is, as great a year as Virginia Tech has had, what Clemson's got going on, you mentioned Duke, they won the ACC championship a year ago. Uh, those three particular schools, markets, the host and NCAA tournament is such a big deal. I can't wait to see what the fan support is going to be like at all three venues.
5: Oh, yeah, I'm already uh, – Clemson is sold out every day. We, we know their fans since day one. They've been on a beautiful stadium. Their fans got on the, the, ticket, the ticket portal very early, and you can't buy another ticket for that regional. Here at Duke, I try to buy my family some tickets, only standing room only left. And then Virginia Tech, uh, I saw them at the ACC championship, and they travel, their fans travel, and I'm sure they're sold out and they're going to be packed and they're going to be loud. You know, this is, this is the first time for Virginia Tech and Duke and Clemson hosting these fans are proud of their their teams, and, and it's going to be a fun environment and a difficult environment for the teams coming
2: in. Brittany, does this feel like the ACC could could put multiple teams? I mean, we, we got to get to supers. I get all that, but the way this league has played itself out this year, it just feels like the ACC could get two, maybe more in the uh, in the College World Series.
5: Yeah, I, I, I'm going with two. Um, okay. I, I don't want to be too greedy, <laughs> but I think we'll get to my lock is Florida State. I, I think they have a good path there. It's not going to be easy. Nobody has an easy path, but I, I like how Florida State matches up. Um, Virginia Tech, I think, can definitely be there. I'm just, you know, I'm just worried about, you know, their consistency and be able to hit uh, moving forward. And then now you know, we've got Duke and Clemson. They're not. Top eight seeds, but I think they're, they're gritty teams, and they, and they, and they can be just about anybody they match up with. So I'm gonna go with two Florida State for sure. Leave the second one up for
1: up for grabs let's talk about a couple other teams Uh, Georgia Tech makes it to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2012 and in some respects I think it's kind of a story that hasn't been told enough Mm. given the heaviness of the Virginia Tech and the uh, Florida State and the Clemsons and the Dukes of the world and we'll get to Notre Dame here in a second but what about the job that's been done at Georgia Tech first time in 10 years to make it to the NCAA tournament you
5: know uh, Eileen Morales, the head coach there, she's been around for a couple years, she played, played at Virginia, uh, Georgia Tech, was a complete athlete. I mean, just a great shortstop stud, excitement, competitor, and she's taken that into coaching. And, and mm-hmm. you can see it in her team that they kind of show little bits and pieces of hers, how they play defense, how competitive and, and gritty they are. And I'm glad you bring up Georgia Tech because I really liked watching them play from the very first week of season. And I think they have good pitching in the circle, Blake Nelleman and Chandler Dennis, a nice one-two punch, really complimentary of each other. And then, you know, in in the box, you got Trisha Ewald, who's got a almost 600 on-base percentage. So they're doing something right, and I I think they can upset somebody's day this postseason.
2: You know, it's interesting, Eileen, uh, her coaching journey is fascinating too, Brittany, as you know. She came off being an assistant at Georgia Tech. She went to Young Harris, which is a Division II program. Then went to Radford and then came back to her alma mater as the head coach. And it's kind of worked out at each of those stops for her to kind of build. And that's the job she's had to do now in Atlanta. And you mentioned it feels like that program is trying to return to where it was a decade or so ago.
5: Oh, yeah, and I, I don't think you want anybody else. If you if you need to rebuild Georgia Tech, I mean, she, they made a great hire. You couldn't gotten anybody. She lives, breathes, dies by Georgia Tech, and she's so invested in this program and these in these young women. You know, you, I, I can't just give her enough praise and the praise of the athletic department of hiring her. Uh, I think she's the right person for the job, and I think uh, Georgia Tech's going to return to its glory days here in a couple of years for sure.
1: Brittany, as far as Notre Dame goes, uh, it was a quick stop in Pittsburgh for the ACC tournament. But we got a great, deep pizza pitching staff. Could that be a blessing in disguise, as in terms of hey, we didn't like the taste of one and done. Let, let's do something here. But what do you think Notre Dame is from a from a mental standpoint after what happened to him in the tournament? You know, it was it was a quick
5: turnaround for Notre Dame, and I, I don't think anybody on that team or coaching staff was pleased for a a one and done showing but you know sometimes this time of year having that extra week of rest between postseason and the end of the regular season is really important uh for teams you know this is this is a long season they've been able to mentally rest see where they're going prepare uh they're in a tough region though there's the the three other teams in that region especially northwestern they each have a conference pitcher of the year on their staff but Notre Dame has the ACC Player of the Year in Karina Gaskin, so I I think it's going to be a fun matchup, offense versus defense, and I think it's going to come down to if Notre Dame's pitching can keep them in the game.
2: All right, Brittany McKinney, thank you as always for the time. Have a great show this weekend.
5: All right, thank you guys. Good talking to you.
2: You bet. Uh, Full coverage on ACC Network, ESPNU, and the family of networks uh, from the ACC's teams in the NCAA softball tournament. She's
1: been really good with predictions. She was all over Florida State. She likes two ACC teams to make it to Oklahoma City. We'll see. All right. Uh, Petra Huell, one of the outstanding tennis players. Makes her debut. Yes. From Australia. Part of the international flavor of Packer and (laughs) Dern.
2: We'll come back. Petra is next. We look forward to catching up with her in Tallahassee on Packer and Durham next. (laughs) Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Uh, Let's go to Tallahassee, shall we? (laughs) I'm ready There is Petra Huell. Petra, good morning. How are you?
6: Hello. I'm wonderful. How are you?
2: Oh, now, see? From Adelaide, Australia, Pack
1: Petra. I told you before the interview started. I, I could talk to Australians for hours. <laughs> I've never been. It's on the bucket list. But, but wait, I just love everything about okay. Australia. All, Give me Australia, New Zealand. That's on my next to-do list. All accents aside, though, we're talking to the number
2: three-ranked women's tennis player in the NCAA. Listen.
1: <laughs> Petra, you could read the dictionary, and I would sit there and be fascinated just listening to you. Seriously, there's something about Australians. I just love the attitude. I love the accent. And we'll get to tennis here in a minute. But, man, first of all, congratulations on all your success. I know you're excited about what's coming up next week. I know we got the team competition still rocking and rolling. The ACC ladies, obviously, the women are rocking it today. we got four ACC teams still playing. But next week, it's go time, isn't it? It's time to get the individual action going. It's go time. And, and listen, what do you do in the meantime? I mean, I know you want to be playing every single day. You wish Florida State was still rocking it, doing her thing. But mentally, how do we prepare for this next week?
6: Um, I think it's about balancing out practice. Obviously, there's I've had about two weeks in between. So it can just combine into one big chunk. But I think being able to balance it out and knowing, like, yesterday I had an off day and not just... Going, going, going. I think that that's important. Um, And just, yeah, preparing for what's next week.
2: Petra, they talk about, you know, you, you just mentioned the practice and the off day. The recovery aspect of this in tennis, like anything athletically driven, if you go, 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 you do have to think about trying to reset here. Is that part of what yesterday was about for you?
6: Yeah, it was just about getting away from the tennis courts for a bit um, completely and kind of just chilling out because I mean, once the tournament starts, you know, hopefully you're going to be there for a good long week. And I'm in the, in the doubles as well, so I'm really looking forward to that. And it's very easy to overwork, so I think that, and that like they manage it great here. So, yeah, being able to balance that out is, is very important.
1: Petra, is it uh, when you go through the grind, is it tougher mentally or physically at this point in time?
6: Mm. I would say mentally. I feel mm. pretty good. Physically, I feel strong. I don't, I've overcome a lot <laughs> of hot days, long days, back-to-back matches, double-headers, um, so physically I feel great, but mentally sometimes you know you can feel yourself slip out a little bit, even in practice, so I think that that's the, the most important part.
1: So what do you do to mentally reboot, especially when you have a time where you said you've got a couple of weeks here? So what, what do you do from a from physical part, I kind of get, but mentally, what do you go through? What kind of exercises?
6: A lot of music, a lot of, I write a lot. I was an Engli- I'm an English major, I graduated. So I think that that definitely helps me. Uh, I've meditated recently. I've started to meditate, which is good, and helping me shut down the mind, go to sleep and just honing in to where I feel good like I know my coach she knows that whenever I need to just completely chill out I need to get to water so that's be anything could be you know a river a lake so just been you know especially on my off day yesterday I was like I'm just gonna chill out I'm gonna
1: Of the water, this is why I like to talk to Australians because (laughs) I don't mean to lump you into an entire country or just one interview, but you get it. You get it's like, hey, you know what? You you gotta, you do have to take a step away from this, the the craziness of life, and just kind of enjoy what's going on. By the way, I do have a suggestion for you since you're into meditation. Oh, no, no, hold on now, but you don't know what I'm gonna say. You're right, so here's the deal, Petra. If you really wanna like get away, like totally meditate and just rest the mind, I have a show that you need to watch that will do that for you. You ready? Okay. It's called Packer and Durham.
2: No. it's it's, If you
1: you watch this show, I'm telling you, you will find yourself, your eyes will get heavy, and you'll go into this calm, like I don't know, where did those two hours go? And and it'll just put you to sleep. Sure. It's amazing how that works. Um, <laughs> got it no i didn't petra i
2: want to ask you about your career at florida state because um i mean you've had incredible success there uh, i think what better than 200 career wins uh you mentioned your doubles partner uh anna is it Arcadianu? arcadiano yes. is that right okay um you guys have obviously had great success so now, when you get to the end, and there's a finality to this for you, starting next week. I mean, does that does that kind of hit home in a, in a different way in your in your preparation?
6: It does and it doesn't. I've had very many things come to an end, so I, and I think that you know that's the way the world works and that's life. And I think that I've come to not make it just about that and to really enjoy the experience that I have ahead. And it'll be my first individual NCAA appearance. So I'm really looking forward to it. And of course it comes with a lot of emotions, but I think I've been through, you know, senior day, last ACC match, last ACC tournament, and I think, and last NCAA as a team. And I think that everything comes to a close, And but these are also very good preparations for, although that this is the end for my college career and my only opportunity to play the tournament, I think that there's a lot more beyond that. So it's balanced out.
2: I understand. All right, that brings me to the next question. Um, You wanna try and still play professionally here, I'm guessing, as a result of all this success? Yes. That's awesome. So what's the next step? Let's say you become the national champion, but be the best scenario, so what what's then the next step for Petra?
6: Well, I will take a very nice long week <laughs> to go to the beach. <laughs> and then uh, uh, I will uh, yeah, look to play some pro tournaments. Last okay. summer I played U- UTR tournaments and mm. then and they're different uh, uh, pro tournaments that can get you a professional ranking and mm. just set myself up the best I can and Yeah,
1: travel the world, play some tennis, you know. That'd be it. I like it. That's the attitude. Like I'm saying, travel the world, play some tennis. Life is good. All right. Uh, Before we let you go, (laughs) Petra, uh, your career at Florida State, what was your hardest class academically?
6: Seeing as I was an English major, I had Mm. a law and literature class, which was great. It taught me how to argue very well. We're
1: going to leave it right there. We're going to leave it right there. We're not talking anymore. There we go. We wish you the
2: very best. Good luck, Petra. Thank you.
6: Thank you very much.
2: All right. Stay tuned. More Packer and Durham coming up next as we continue. Bubba Cunningham, the Athletics Director at North Carolina, kicks off the Friday Power Hour on ACC Network.
0: Tune in to Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.